is the number one commodity in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. Time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Mutita Banmuk, a time efficiency expert and a business operations strategist who is as known as the time queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear the hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle, not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Hi, Get Unstuck Nation. Today, I'm very excited to talk about marketing today. I have a very special guest. Please welcome Mike Snyder with me here. So Mike is a partner with um, Raptor USA, a marketing consulting firm, and he also a co-founder of RSM Marketing, where outside marketing department for middle marketing company nationwide in the US. He also wrote a book, The Great Marketing Lies, which we will talk about this book mainly. So, you know, everything is marketing this day, like how we present. Everyone this day want to create a brand because we want to be recognized, we want to be stand out, but the brand wouldn't be known without doing marketing, right? That's, That's how we differentiate. So how marketing lies, that's something that's very interesting. Please welcome Mike to get us stuck today so we can educate and be acknowledged about this trick today. Thank you so much for joining Get Unstuck Radio today, Mike. Glad to be here, Mitida. So before, before we start to these tips and tricks, how you started the entrepreneurial journey though well that i i know you know this is a uh, near and dear <laughs> to my heart because we we love i love entrepreneurs and sometimes the stories are very unorthodox even mine's mine's unorthodox i i was a i was born a u.s marine i was a marine corps officer oh. you know and i worked uh, in public affairs all across the uh the world really and i actually retired as a marine corps lieutenant colonel oh. you know worked at the pentagon worked at norad and um, during that, part of that was with the Marine Corps Reserve. And so I have two lives. One is as a Marine Corps officer, but then the other one is as an entrepreneur. And so I was very fortunate when I was 38 years old to be able to trans transform from you know a military into small business, if you will. And I kind of look at small businesses being between 1 million and maybe 250 million, right? And uh, start a few companies. And um, of course, really, you know, my, my core is in, is in marketing. Uh, have a master's degree in marketing, and so uh, was able just to uh, start the company. Done, we've done two mergers and acquisitions over the past decades. We've got offices in Kansas City and Wichita, and uh, you know we're we're living uh, living what we preach, so to speak. You know, just you know, always looking to doing things differently, taking that risk, you're mortgaging your house, you know, <laughs> risking more than is wise, and uh, and loving it. You know, one of the thing that at least in my company that I have made mistake is didn't do enough of marketing and not as consistent. That's what I have done mistakenly. I know why, because I have done client work and I put that as a priority before my own brand. You know, I, I was in the period of like, there are too many tasks and too many projects at hands that, okay, money first, 
before the business itself. Totally. You know, it sounds crazy, but it it was like that. And then the beginning of this year, actually, we decided that we're not gonna do this anymore, hmm. and we changed the business model. That okay, we're not gonna push Cayenne first anymore. To per se, kind of controversy though, but our brand first. Because if we not build us now, then when it's gonna be pushing further and further away, why we start the business, something like that. Well, I really appreciate what you're saying there, Mutita. It's, uh, you know, a lot of folks in business are afraid to do that. You know, uh, there's a little story, right? It's like high school quarterbacks. And so there's this little saying that, you know, with high school quarterbacks, they are today what they were back when, when they were famous and agile. And and so I think a lot of uh, businesses can be that way too. You know, you look at the van, right? The, the delivery van or the service van. And on the side of the van, it says, you know, family since 1972. Well, who cares? You know, don't you have anything better to say than that? And, and so, you know, being able to, as the years go by, and I'm, 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 I'm taking my own medicine here, you have to have the courage and you have to have the flexibility. And this actually comes out of chapter six in the book, okay, which is the last truth, you know, which we can get mm-hmm. to here in a bit. But, you know, you can't stop. You have to recreate, or at least you have to continue reaching. And that requires a business culture and a business mindset, especially with a management team of, um, you know, uh, discontent, you know, uh, just not taking tomorrow for granted. Just not taking tomorrow for granted. Yeah, that's so true. Because I think it's some days like you. This is another thing, though. I have seen many people building a business. I just finished a video today. Like I just record a video today that if you started a business just for freedom and money, don't do it. Because it's not going to give you nowhere. Ah, no, no, you are so true. So true. I mean, there's, there's, um, well, there's a lot of literature <laughs> out there. And um, it says, you know, follow your passion and execute well, not perfectly, okay? You know, and the money will follow. And, and, and we've seen that in our own business. We've seen that in clients' businesses. You know, what I'd like to do, if I could, Mutita, is to level set. I'd like to level set what marketing really is, because there's really such misunderstanding. Could I do that? Yeah, please. Okay. So I want to start with a little story. So it's an anecdote that comes from the advertising category. And um, it goes like this. So in the old days, 1950s, 1960s, when a business owner such as myself or yourself or your listeners, when they needed an idea, who did they call? They broke open that old Rolodex and they're flipping through their white cards. They need an idea for their business. So who do they call? Well, first they may call their attorney looking for an idea. Second, maybe they call their their accountant. Third, maybe maybe they call their banker. And then, you know who they used to call? This person called the ad man, the ad man. And last, if none of that worked, they would call their priest or their minister, okay? Mm -hmm. And so what happened over the years was this idea of the ad man dropped out of the Rolodex. And here's why. Because marketing became not about ideas, but became about tactics, websites and SEO and PPC, right? Paid ads, social media. Oh my God, trade shows and banners and brochures and sales presentations and videos. And we call that all that marketing jazz. Okay, but that marketing jazz will not necessarily move the needle. What is still required is marketing. Now, all that marketing jazz is called marketing communication. And marketing communication is underneath marketing. Marketing, and then I'll shut up for a second, but marketing, I want to give you my preferred definition of marketing, okay? 
going to say it slowly. Marketing is the function within a company that identifies what a market will value and buy that the company can make or provide at a profit to the shareholders. That's my preferred definition of marketing. And marketing is absolutely the number one. So, you know, in this book that, you know, uh, we wrote, <laughs> you know, um, we say marketing is everything and everything is marketing. And I challenge you and even your listeners, right? Now look around you in whatever room you're in. Look around you. Look at your microphone. Look at your curtains. Look at your chair, right? You know, everything started was made because somebody somewhere, some engineer or some entrepreneur said, I think I can sell this. I think there's a market that wants to buy this, whether it's your carpet. I mean, everything in this world was marketed, right? Because it did a need somewhere. So that's my definition of marketing. Yeah. And it needs to be sales from a dream first. Yes. Even. Well, look, I got to tell you, you know, so then uh, the, <laughs> the first chapter in the book is about differentiation, right? And it's like, okay, there's several, there's several approaches and strategies to get to differentiation. You know, the, um, uh, when you when you start a business, hopefully, so I think a lot of businesses are created, and even our business was created pretty much doing the same thing that other companies were doing, you know, and we had relationships, you know, and so we, we, we uh, immediately, like in our first year, we were a million dollar company, just based off of our relationships. But at some point, you know, if you want to scale, you're going to have to differentiate. You're going to have to dream, and to your point, and come up perhaps with something that is a little bit different that is provided a little differently, which is manufactured a little different. And those opportunities are all over the place, but it requires some imagination. And sometimes it requires calling an ad man from that Rolodex, which is very difficult to do anymore because so much of marketing has become about tactics and not about strategy. Mm. Right. Yeah. You mentioned about marketing communication which this day of age is so important because we, how to say this, we consume content differently this day. We tend to don't have enough patience. I mean, at least the younger generation not have enough patience to, mm. well, depends, depends on the product. Uh, I can say that. But the, the application changed the way that consumer buy. Yes. Those shots video, the way that we post, etc. So as a content creator, to think over how to communicate in marketing is so painful. <laughs> it is painful. Okay, so I, I I just like to lay out. So, you know, classically, look, I taught here's really this is really interesting. I, I wrote this book because I was teaching a master's uh you know, a master's program at a college in their MBA program, I was teaching strategic marketing and they gave me this marketing book, you know, this act, this textbook that was 800 pages long, 800 pages. <laughs> and I, st I started looking at that and I'm like, there is just no way. And my students, by the way, they were not marketing people. They were not marketing executives. They were engineers and operators and finance people and, you know, HR people. And, and I'm like, there's no way they're going to like marketing or even understand it if I'm going to just teach out of this book. And so I created an alternate instruction program. Now we took quizzes out of the book, but I created this alternate instruction program that wasn't taught in the book based on the real world, you know, and that is actually what this, uh, the great marketing lie is, uh, is, is, uh, is about. Now, I'd like to tell you, 
because you're talking about it right now. You're talking about, oh my God, it's so hard, right? I got to do this. I got to do this. I don't know that it, you know, and, and am I not doing this right? The tactics, right? So the great marketing lie, and I'm just going to put it right out there. The lie that is perpetuated today more than ever is that marketing is hard. Oh, that's Show me. Oh, you know, I have been like knocking my head off of like <laughs> what I'm going to do next month because I'm going to put I'm, I'm a kind of person like planning the content ahead and I'm like, I'm trying, I'm trying so hard to beat it. Tell me more. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, that's why I'm here, you know, and um, it's so I, we're very passionate about this because, of course, I'm not going to say that you know, marketing communications, the, the execution is hard. You know, there's technology involved and there's art involved, you know, and, you know, you have to consistently do things well. But marketing is not hard. Remember, marketing is not about execution. It is about the ideas and the strategy. OK, it is about, you know, how do you differentiate what you're doing? So, you know, we talk about to level set the discussion in the book. And I, I encourage, you know, your listeners to think it, just boil it down. What is a business really all about? And, and uh, you know, uh, they, they, they refer to this, in, you know, over time, over the decades as the four P's, the four P's. You got your product, you sell it at a price, you have a place that you do that. And what you're talking about is, and then you promote. Okay. So there's four, what we call four levers. And, you know, what you have to do in your strategic marketing program is decide which of those levers you're going to pull to create a competitive advantage for your business, which make no mistake, that is the goal of marketing is to create a moat around your business. And the way that I like to refer to it, I don't want just a moat around my business. I don't want a moat around my clients' businesses. I want those moats to be filled with freaking laser sharks, sharks with laser beams on their head that will stand the test of time. And we've absolutely seen it. As a matter of fact, you know, when I was a Marine Lieutenant, they said, uh, you know, my, my senior officers and NCO said, Lieutenant, your job is to make sure that when we get on the battlefield, we have an unfair advantage. You have created an unfair fight for your Marines. And so we take that, uh, that thinking into marketing. Marketing is not supposed to be competitive. It's not. Marketing is supposed to be non-competitive, blue ocean versus red ocean, where you, what you're offering in any of the four Ps, right? Maybe it's a slightly differentiated product. Maybe it's a slightly differentiated pricing program. Maybe you're talking about, and I can offer some quick illustrations about these, talking about what you're doing slightly differently. And all of a sudden, your competitors go away, okay? And folks are going, well, I want that. So can I give you a couple of examples? Please. Okay. So um, when we started our company, we were charging by the hour, just like everybody else. This was about 12 years ago, you know, and that's the old way of doing it in marketing. Oh, hey, accountants out there, lawyers out there, you're still doing that. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> you can do better than that because you're making it hard on your customers. So we said, you know, what we're going to do is, you know, we're not going to say we're a marketing firm. So we changed the way we talked about our product. Okay, that's the, that's the first P. We said, we're going to be an outsourced marketing department. Oh, people go, oh, business owners go, oh, I didn't know how to, what, what is the marketing firm? But oh, I know what an, I know what a marketing department is and I want that. And so we started just knocking down. We called them one and dones, you know, Bob and Henry or Bob and Sally would, business owners would come in and they'd say, oh, we want that because we also offered a fractional marketing director, which really differentiated the product. 
And then we said, well, that's not really going to work unless we just put this thing on a flat fee subscription. Okay. And so we put it on a flat monthly subscription. Now, look, operationally, that really put a lot of pressure on us because, you know, we generally hire young people who like to overserve clients. Okay. Let's business owner to business owner. I'm not saying that when you make changes to your marketing program, that it's going to be easy to, to do operationally, but you know, you stick to it, you figure it out. It took us several years to get it to the point we were happy with, you know, uh, and then, um, you know, you start talking differently and, 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 and we stopped talking marketing in, in our meetings, we talked business and we would have our prospects and even our clients go, you know what? You people don't talk like other marketing firms. And I go, of course, because you know, our brand strategy, our whole goal for you is to make it easy. So why would we talk over your head? Why would we talk marketing terms and blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, and so uh, within the, pro the professional services category, which is where we live, that's how we have differentiated, you know. Now, let's go just quickly to we work with a, uh, a food manufacturer. Anyway, it was a national brand. It was Honeysuckle White, a brand of turkey products. And uh, when we started working with them, their brand strategy, and uh, I encourage every single listener out there with the company, if you don't have a brand strategy, get one. I'll help you. And by the way, it's not hard. <laughs> You're going to hear me say this over and over again. It isn't hard because everything is marketing and marketing is everything. You're surrounded by it. You know more than you know you know. I'm just telling you right now, you take a step in faith. You know, and a brand strategy is one word, no more than three words, okay? The brand strategy for our company, RSM Marketing, is easy. That's our brand strategy, okay? And that's what you're going to see on our website. And that's why all of a sudden, when you have strategic marketing, it makes the marketing communications easier. So get a brand strategy. So this, this food company, this turkey company, their brand strategy was taste. Oh, whoop-de-doo. Every food company has a brand strategy of taste, right? This tastes good. And so we started doing the research. And, you know, they were in a red market. And we said, look, why don't you change your brand strategy and by the way, change the positioning of your brand, which is also covered in chapter one of this book. Differentiation, market positioning, repositioning your competitors. We said, why don't you make it health? You know what they said? That's boring. <laughs> That's not boring. boring. <laughs> and we said, well, listen, we've done the research. No one else is talking about health. And turkey is the leanest, most healthy protein Outside of ostrich, I'm not kidding. However, I went to the grocery store the other day and I found turkey, but I didn't see any ostrich offered. Okay, so you can't even buy ostrich. And who wants to eat a cute little ostrich? So uh, we had to go. We had to go to war. I mean, we uh, we absolutely uh, got called on the carpet because nobody wanted to do this health strategy. But you know, we prevailed. We we went to the VP of marketing for the whole group and we argued our case and we said, and this is critical, just try it. You can always go back to the old ways, run an experiment. So we executed it for one quarter hmm. and we have the data. So the category in that one category, in that one quarter had a lift of sales of 8%, but for the brand, it was 28%. Hmm. Okay. So they said, wow, the difference, right? In that we attribute to marketing and this whole focus on, on health. And, and, you know, I, I could get in deep with, you know, how uh, there's market segments, right? Consumer segments, those with diabetes, those who are trying to lose weight, you know. And we actually told them, right, in the promotion program, 
you know, eat turkey twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays and over three months, you will lose or avoid about five pounds. And bikini season is coming around the corner. So that's that's actually what we said. And that's just one example of how you can, didn't even cost anything, right? They didn't have to change their product. They just talk differently, you know? Yeah. And who out See? there today can do that? Many of us can. See, this is something that I think is also when you ask the right person as well. I don't think everyone can think the way you think. Ah, uh, yes, that's very fair. Yeah, like you have to have like certain experience and also the way that you think to get that pretty instant, like the way you um, see. That is very, um, it's a very wise observation. So yes, in all fairness, okay, in all fairness, you are correct. See, I, I do this. I have done this, I don't know how many times, you know, when you <laughs> sit down with business owners and um, you, because you bring a slightly different perspective, all of a sudden that conversation shifts dramatically. And I'm telling your listeners out there right now, this does not need to take 10 years. This does not need to take one year. It can literally be an hour or two, or maybe it's two meetings. And then the, the, the world can shift. I've seen it because we do this exercise called the brand strategy and positioning analysis, analysis exercise. You know, and so that's when we get a management team, we sit down and within a couple of hours, we're landing on play because we're not trying to make this hard and we're not. And it doesn't have to be expensive or costly. You know, there's a Harvard, um, the Harvard Business Review did a, a study and um, they took three random people off the street and uh, they discovered that the uh, three people actually make a genius. Any three people can pass the Mensa test. Now, the Mensa test is, you know, the test to determine whether you're a genius or not. And I can tell you right now, I'm not a genius. I'm just not. Uh, you know, hey, I'm a hardworking guy, and, and that's how, you, you know, I've gotten ahead. But um, you get three people together, okay, me, business owner, maybe, you know, uh, the right-hand person, uh, maybe a couple of, you know, from each team, my team, their team, and you can reach genius-level conclusions, based on a, a collaborative approach. Isn't that just refreshing? I'm not saying I'm the smartest guy in the room. I'm not trying to make this hard. I'm, I'm going to tell you exactly how you can do this. I'm not going to try to keep that in my pocket. You know, let's, it's a rising tide lifts all ships. Let's do, you know, be successful together. The, the, the pie out there is always expanding and it's large enough for all of us. No, but I always, I always understand like, Sometimes only what matters, that's only what it takes to like get it snatched, you know, like just just that thing like, uh, that when, when you was too close to the problem, you won't see it. Yes. Well, well, I mean, there's a lot of truth. There's absolutely a lot of truth there. You know, so every day, you know, we as business owners, you know, you put your shoes on, you know, you get in front of your Zoom <laughs> or you run down to the office and, you know, you're immediately solving problems, motivating people, getting invoices out the door, trying to collect receipts. <laughs> you know, you're just doing doing the, the work of the biz. And so, you know, uh, I think a lot of business owners uh, maybe have a passing fancy. It's like, OK, what's the one thing that I can do today to actually improve my business? What can mm -hmm. I do? OK. And um, there are lots of ways to do that. You can do that in your HR program. You can do that in your finances. You know, just uh, I, I, I just say, look, get the book, which, you know, I'm going to tell you how to get it for free here in a bit and read it with your management team and just choose any of the many ideas in the book. Take it and say, OK, today, how do we actually get a brand strategy, for instance, that uh, will unify all of our communications 
um, and perhaps even pull a belief in a belief because people like to do business with other people who believe, give them something to believe in. And we, we start talking differently. And oh, by the way, I know here that there's a perceived labor shortage. And so what we find uh, an alternative uh, a benefit is, you know, when you start talking deliberately uh, with a belief system, for instance, and we talk about how to do that in the book to your to your customers and to your prospects, your employees rally. They like also having something to believe in. And then all of a sudden you're getting better talent. Your, your recruiting efforts are easier. I'm not oh. talking about marketing. I'm talking about HVAC companies. I'm talking about anybody trying to construction companies. It's like, you know what? You can say we swing a hammer like everybody else, or you can have a belief system communicated very simply through a brand strategy that appeals to young construction workers. I'm with you. Like, if you cannot market inside, and if you not believe inside the company, you can't sell anything outside. Totally. Like, if you're not, if your team walking out the door and cannot say what they do inside the company, you cannot sell anything. Like, there's no trustworthy over there. Like, for real. Like, that's what I have seen. That's what I'm telling you. Like, um, if if. I find some clients before that when I record a video that they just do a business for money and freedom, mm. but they don't believe in their product. Oh, well, that, yeah. makes, that makes marketing and selling a lot harder, I think. I know. Right? And, and you know, it's contagious, right? The feeling of it's belief. This. Like we work from home during COVID and we do agency over here. Um, even, even though I do operation, but like, how are you going to keep selling and how can we help you do operation here and, and keep scaling this part Why your marketing hasn't been stable just yet? It's so hard. And, and I have to be very truthful because if, if you cannot do that part, operation cannot grow. You have to fix that first for cash flow, right? Yes. So I want to give you a, I want to give you a, a let's see, I want to go to ch chapter three or truth three in the book. This is a really interesting, this is a really interesting idea. So, you know, again, we're talking about marketing strategy, right? We're not talking tactics like websites and all of that. That, that, that all comes and follows. So, you know, uh, what you're talking about is, you know, how, how, how can I scale my business? How can I bring fresh thinking to my business over time? And so that's marketing strategy. You know, uh, what is it that we do consistently? And so there's a cheater tool, what I call a cheater tool for developing our marketing strategy. Now, so if you know your listeners out there, so we want to give just a few seconds. What marketing strategies do you rely? Which marketing strategies do you deploy in your business? Think about it. Maybe you don't have any ideas. Well, I'm going to give you the cheater tool to developing marketing strategy. And it's one word, of course, because we like to keep it simple in marketing. Marketing is not hard. It's easy. It can be easy. The one word is easy. Oh, how do you make it easy for your clients? How do you make it easier for your clients? Answer that question. You will develop a marketing strategy that can propel your sales and your profits because you're no longer spending all of your money trying to shout louder or mm. coming to you. Okay. So when we said, how do we make it easier for our clients? We said, we'll stop billing them on an hourly basis. They don't understand. They're going to fight. Every single decision is going to be a repurchase, right? Uh, decision. We don't want to put them in that spot. So we went to subscription pricing. Mm -hmm. That is 
the answer to how do we make it easier for our customers? Do you see? There are, so if you think about your business right now and you know, you think, how can I make it easier for my customers? Using the four Ps, product, price, place, or promotion, how you talk about yourself. You know, um, that's a marketing strategy and you can bang that drum for years and years and reap the benefits. Like that story I told you about that turkey brand, all they did, their, their marketing strategy became health and they didn't have to do a single thing differently. They just talked about it. Mm-hmm. Mm, good nuggets right there, everyone. Are you noting something? If you still listening here? <laughs> I, I, I already take notes here. I already have a pen over here. Yeah. Um, nice. I want to ask you about this thing. We are talking marketing here. What about branding? You know, these days, everyone is doing personal branding right now. <laughs> oh, personal branding? Oh, well, I, I love personal branding. We all have personal brands. You know, we find, um, so we be really candid here, okay? I, I, I don't talk a lot about branding. I do talk about brand strategy, but mm. branding itself is very difficult. Um, and, and here's why. So uh, uh, small businesses, middle market businesses, we don't have budgets large enough, okay, to really affect, you know, broad, you know, uh, branding, whether it's on the consumer side, it's on the B2B side. Now, it obviously happens with every communication, there's branding, you know, uh, but we don't get tangled up in it, so to speak. Mm. We, we like to, you know, we like to have, a, a, you know, marketing and brand architecture that is in place, you know, and we keep it simple and we keep it short, you know, head, nose, knees and toes. OK, so that, you know, everybody is walking in the same direction, talking the same way. And so whether on a small scale or a large scale, that branding uh, is effect is effectual to some mm-hmm. level. So, you know, when, when when we work with clients, I got good news. I got great news for people out there. OK, business owners out there. You don't have to have huge marketing budgets. I'm sorry, you don't have to have huge marketing communication budgets. Now, you should be spending something. And actually, you know, I mean, if you're a retail outfit, maybe you got to spend 15, 18% of your sales on, on marketing. And that's if you're a car dealership. If you're an industrial company, maybe only 2 to 3%. If you're a manufacturing firm, maybe 5%. Professional services, 8%. There are metrics, right? There are some guidelines to follow. Um, so it doesn't have to be a, a lot of money. If you do it very, very smartly, right, you can work harder or you can work smarter. And that, that's why we wrote this book. It's like, OK, the great truth is marketing's not hard, you know, and then there are six corollaries, right? Six other truths that will you know, help you be smart, 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 you know, and get away uh, with your uh, taking your business to the next level, help, helping it scale through strategy that helps you also avoid uh, uh Spends marketing spend that is misguided, that is ineffectual, that you know ruins your profitability. Mm. <laughs> it's a lot to we, get your mind around. <laughs> sorry, it's a lot to get your mind around, isn't it? No, I, 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 I am like enlightenment over here. Like I am consuming. <laughs> I'm thinking oh, about. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. No. Thanks to you, because like I already prepared joining here. I'm like, oh, I have a lot to ask, and I'm like, I'm learning a lot from you as well. So this is another thing, though. I, I know that you mentioned a lot about ROI and you're also talking about here because every spend, of course, you want to get something back, right? Like one dollar, we want at least two back. Like what? Because what? If not, why we spending money to do marketing, right? Yes. So the 
the thing at least i have seen like many uh influencers or like kol thought leaders at least in thai market here they usually do some memes posting like asking agency owners what you want to tell your clients or asking clients what do you want to say to agency owners Ooh. they always have memes comment that okay agency owners um can you learn more about attraction marketing rather than doing only awareness right because if you do a lot of awareness and you don't have a lot of ROI, we keep spending money but not getting many things back. That's right. On the other hand, those agency owners, they would argue that because your brand hasn't been strong enough and they are lacking of awareness, you know? Well, I'll tell you. So um, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm going to go out on a limb here and I want to outline a marketing program for basically every business out there that is really inexpensive, okay? And uh, first of all, it starts with strategy. Get a strategy for your business, whether you're a consumer or you know, B2B, whether it's a product or a service, get a marketing strategy. That's one. Two, put it on your website, okay? Change the way that you talk about your company. Change the way that you talk about your product or your service. That's two. Three, execute search engine optimization. Now, search engine optimization is relatively inexpensive. Right. All it is is you got to develop a crap ton of content and you got to optimize that content technologically. OK, that's where we come in. That's, we do a ton of SEO for our clients. And then that's really it. I'm going out on a limb. I'm not saying every company is the same. I am saying generally that's where successful marketing programs start. You get your strategy. You put it all in all of your literature, just, you know, or your, your 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 marketing communications like your website, and then you 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 deploy these tactics. Now you can take up big ads and in, in, in trade pubs, or you know you can spend a lot of money on paid ads. But at search engine optimization is not that expensive, and within ninety to one hundred and eighty days, you begin getting results. Now we have done this. Um, that's all we did as as a, as a small company, and uh, we are now a national company. We get new clients every month from all across country and it's only because of seo for instance we don't we don't spend a lot of money you know uh it's just when somebody comes to our website you know and and we're usually in three to five you know uh, firms that are in the consideration set they say wow this company is different i want to talk to these people and so we get our fair share of the wins so there you go there's a marketing program that any business can pursue that won't break the bank yeah that is another thing i'm i always postpone to do website and it hasn't been finished yet it will. After you say this, I will just like press the button. I'm gonna keep doing that. Yeah, I'm just so lazy to do the website and like I'm. I'm just like this is some the website is the thing that I'm so indecisive. It's the only thing in the business that I'm so indecisive to like. Oh, what I'm gonna do with it? Like I keep changing with the website. I know oh, this is nice. like <laughs> it's it's the thing. I know, but. After you say that, I'm gonna like knock the wood. I'm gonna do it. Um, okay. Uh, oh, I, I have something crossed my mind. Why you decide to do it as an outsourced marketing department? Uh, How is different from in-house? Okay. All right. All right. So. Um, and hiring for them, something like that. So uh, one of the uh, one of the um, it's actually truth number four. Truth number four. Okay. There's six truths that we use to achieve big breakthrough in business. The fourth one is called how to make choosing easier, mm -hmm. how to make choosing easier. 
And we, uh, you know, look, uh, some of the principles in this book are borrowed. Okay. So uh, Sheena Iyengar uh, did a wonderful TED talk on how to make choosing easier. And, you know, it's a wonderful, it's like 20 minutes. I highly recommend just go out and view it. If there's one thing you do after this, you know, listening to this episode, <laughs> go, go watch that video. And so, you know, in the Marines, you know, when you come across something that's kind of new and you go, wow, and you say, that's a great piece of gear. I want that. I'm going to use that. And so, you know, when my business partner and I, we saw this TED talk, we went, oh, wow, that's a great piece of gear. We're going to use the four C's. There's four C's. And so you ask the question, well, why did you call yourself an outsourced marketing department? Well, uh, and these four C's are very easy. The second C is called concretize. Concretize. And all concretize means is you take a hundred words. Oh, we're RSM marketing. We do this and we do that. And we got 30 people and dig, 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 you know, which people forget immediately and it's non remarkable. And you use a metaphor, you make it visual. So we said, hmm, we're an outsourced marketing department. That's, that's an example of how to make choosing easier. People, business owners understand what a marketing department is. I don't, I don't have to explain that to anybody. They go, whatever they think it is, they think something, okay? And when we talk to our target, our target market is smaller businesses. And generally, if you're a $1 million or even $50 million company or maybe even $100 million, you don't have a marketing department. Now, you may have a marketing coordinator, one person who's you know, trying to do everything. Um, but, but in general, if you want a full-fledged, fully capable marketing department, that's going to take about uh, 12, 10 to 12 skill sets, especially today, especially mm -hmm. when marketing execution has become largely technical like SEO, paid ads, even social media, you know, with, you know, influencers and, and such as yourself, you know, and, 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 and whatnot. Um, but uh, they understand what that was. And so uh, using that, 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 that principle of concretization, which comes from truth number four, you know, it works. I mean, you know, when you, here's the deal, when you do some of these truths, it, it it's, it's marketing science. It's not art. Art means Something may happen, something may not happen. But science says when you do this, you know, the way it's supposed to be done, I don't care whether it's engineering or whether it's chemistry or whether it's marketing, okay, when you do something scientifically the way it should be, something is going to happen. You're going to get a result that is projectable. And so when we concretized our, our you know, our, uh, our message, Immediately, people got, and so we 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 gained a lot more interest, and we halved, and then halved again our sales cycle. Mm. How can people work with you, Mike? Well, um, you know, uh, you know, you, you you give what you you get what you give in life, and so we tend to give a lot. And there's also a saying that you get the face you deserve at 60, and I'm coming around that corner. Okay, so I want to have a good face. <laughs> so you know, you, you treat people well. And so, you know, um, we are actually offering this book for free and it's on our website and you can download it. And yeah, we're going to ask for your information so we can send you an email and wish you well. Um, if you want to buy the book, it's on Amazon, but you can get it for free. And uh, if you there's also a link there if you want to chat about it. So let's say you download the book, you read it and then you have an idea or a question. Uh, just uh, set an appointment with me and we'll spend an hour or two together. And I don't care. You know, great. Take the advice. Take the counsel go off and run because this isn't hard. Okay. With a little bit, 
you know, of collaborative thinking, you can be off doing something brand new that is not random, by the way. Look, the, the last truth in the book is you have to stick with it. You just can't, you know, plant a seed and then the sapling comes up, you rip it out and plant a different seed. No, you've got to give it some time and you have to champion it. And you know what? Your people might complain. And we've actually, when we adopted this outsourced marketing department focus in our business, that position, we had people quit. Well, I don't want to be part of a company that's calling themselves that. We went, well, there's the door. Goodbye. You know, and that was a good thing. We went from 12 people to, you know, 40 people, you know, and so you might lose a few people along the way. So I'm not saying, oh, wow, I spent an hour with Mike or I read this book and you know, I'm off to the races. Well, you may be, but you're going to have to defend it. You're going to have to champion it and you're going to have to stick to it. And you may make mistakes and you may make, make you may break some glass, <laughs> some eggs, and that's okay. But I would, I would love to spend some time, you know, just uh, exhorting, telling business owners, it sounds like a good idea to me, or I think maybe that's off a little bit and it doesn't have to be my idea or my way, you know, uh, you can get there. That's the message. Thank you so much, Mike. So I hope Get Unstuck Nation, get unstuck from where you are right now and get tons of plan and idea about marketing today that at least marketing is easy that might confirm that so Ooh. everything is going to be in the description below check it out and if you want the book that will be available for downloads and also there will be the link to book a call with you in the website as well right that's correct so just go to rsm.marketing rsm.marketing and you'll navigate to the book page and that's where you get the book cool so thank you so much mike for joining get unstuck radio today thank you too. it's been enjoyable Good luck, everybody. I hope this episode inspired you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that support your lifestyle. Get a show note at helpyougetunstuck.com today. Start implementing what you have learned. The results of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because you deserve the freedom to enjoy your life. Speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck.